That's right. The Doctrine and Devotion Annual Conference is still happening. It's going to go down in Geneva, Illinois on September 18th and 19th. You're going to head on over to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash conference to get all of the details, but stay tuned. We'll talk about it again in just a little bit. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I am good. Good. I'm good. Mm. I'm ready to go. I'm so, finally get to see you. And you're finally back from vacation. Yeah, I, my, my, my one week Your staycation. staycation. My, yeah. my fakecation is really what I mean. The mm. fakecation. Is it a... Is there a phrase for COVID vacations? Is it cocation? That Covation? sounds like something you used to do in high school. No, um, stop it. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Marmion has a cocation problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, they had an ecstasy problem. No, an ecstasy. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Now, no, maybe not, back I mean, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, in the 80s, cocaine. That's right. There was a lot of cocaine when I was in high school. Mm. Yeah, 80s. There was a lot of cocaine in the 80s. Was there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, even among the, even among the teens. Because, mm. you know. The well, upper middle class, upper class kids. Yeah, they got access to yeah. stuff, so they get the good stuff. Not, not that I'm saying it's good. I'm just saying like they, the, 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 the more desirable drugs among the drug in, inclined people. Uh-huh. How's, how about I say that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. How's your day going? You know, uh, it's been a rough week, man. Yeah, you sounded a little tired on the phone. Like we yeah. About. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's mm. been a, it's been a week. It's been a week. It got better though. Good. The day got better. Yeah, for sure. Making sales, crushing it, um, crushing it at work, crushing competition. Sure. I mean, that's part of it, but it was actually after you and I talked uh, a little bit later. I cheered you up. You're welcome. No, someone else did. Mm. Who's that? Um, well, I don't know if I Greg want to say Greg Earl. No, no. Okay. See, it's actually kind of awkward right now, Joe, because uh, today was the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like, when you say something to people, you're like, hey, man, love you, man. Right. And like, you know, you just kind of say it. Right. Now, for some I people, only, I, only I know. But, yeah. But we're like, you're like, yeah, love you. Yeah. yeah. Later. Love you. Kind of a thing. Right. Like, right. Uh, um, but some people you mean. Right. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, I love you, Joe. Yeah. Right. You know that. Joe. Got it. <clears throat> this is the first time. Today's the first time in recent memory that I've said this. Oh, I don't know if Michelle's going to hear. She doesn't listen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wives, but her, I know. But some of the other ladies might. OK, they can relay. All right, I'm losing interest. You're taking too long. Okay, but it's the first time that I've uh, said I love you and meant it heartfelt mm-hmm. for another woman. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is this is weird. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to tell you. Okay, it's obviously my wife. It, this it is, is obviously it is, it is my your wife. wife. Okay. And she sent me something, a photo. Mm-hmm. And my one response was, I love you. Okay. And I'm going to go ahead and post this. But I want to show this photo <laughs> to Joey right now. Joey, what are you seeing on the screen? Um, I'm seeing a driver's <laughs> license photo uh, issued in 1993. So that would have been that would have been after I cut off all my hair from uh-huh. Moody. I'm still wearing my biker coat. Yep. 
And yeah. now, what are you doing with your lips? Uh, this is this is the history of my driver's license <laughs> photos. Is they always take the picture when I'm in the middle of like licking my lips. No, or but the thing is, my... it doesn't look like you're licking your lips. It looks looks like you're about to push someone in the back of a van. Yeah, maybe, maybe so a, much a, so a little, a little that I've seen that photo before, though, Joe. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, very funny. Okay. <laughs> very funny. All right. What what what, what do you see here, okay, Joe? Now you've made a little graphic making uh, a murderer part 2 with uh <laughs> You're so This is this is how this is how your day got turned around. Jen I'll be and talking I to my wife. Jen I'll and I had so much fun. Uh-huh. Okay. It was okay. All right. How was your day? Mm-hmm. It was okay. <laughs> and suddenly it just took a nosedive. <sighs> Oh, well, I'm glad somebody cheered you. Oh, Jen, you're the best. Mm-hmm. You are the best. Mm-hmm. Out of the blue. I didn't even ask her. I saw it sitting on the counter. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? Where did this come from? And she's like, I needed your driver's license number. First of all, why does she need my driver's license number? Second of all, you can ask for it. Third, you kept my driver's license from 1993? <laughs> what the heck? Oh. All right, yeah. Okay. All right. This is why we don't wrestle anymore. Because she <laughs> plays dirty. She plays dirty. Oh, does mm. she does she know about that episode yet? Has she heard about the the wrestling? Yeah. No. Well, she doesn't care about the wrestling. She but she was uh she did say to me the other day. She goes, "Hey, listen, don't be mentioning the people that I'm taking. You know, jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. And kickboxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a gi and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, it's too late. We, <laughs> we already recorded that episode. Yeah, we, we already went yeah, through that. She all. was she was like, Why? And I said, Why are you asking me why? We always because that's what I do. She says I'm an oversharer. You are though. Yeah. You are an overshare. I'm not gonna fight it. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, you definitely are an overshare. And because so, I'm generous that way. Oh, is that it? I is like, sharing is caring? I, I like to care. I care and I like to share. All right, all right. Well, Joe, mm. today. Any more surprises? Can we just get to the 1689? Yeah, we okay. can. All we right, can. Great. Oh, bro. She made me so happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's funny because uh, tonight, you know, I'm working late. We're doing our thing. Dude, my heart leapt. And, but when I can't, I can't even like call her and complain because she's at jujitsu. Right now, so uh, uh, yeah, you think you didn't want me talking about jujitsu? Oh, 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 oh. Ta- uh, every, every every episode, a special podcast chronicling Jen's progress. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, in mixed martial arts, go ahead. Today does mark a very important day for us. Yes, it does. Yes, it. Today does. is the day mm-hmm. that we end the 1689. That's right. Now we don't. We're not like. We're not putting the 1689 to bed because it's it's kind of woven into our yeah, theological yeah, yeah. DNA. But uh, this is the last paragraph of the last chapter in the 1689. We've been doing this for a while, going through it, just lightheartedly mm-hmm. kind of emphasizing the practical as we've walked through it. And um, yeah, uh, I'm excited for what's next. I'm, I always love what I'm doing, but then I get really excited for what are we going to do next, you know? Yeah, yeah. So like we finished the sermon series, we've been in Luke for three years, and we're going to be doing... What are we doing next after that? Something. You don't know yet, do oh, you? Oh, I do know. Yeah, I've already told Brian what we're doing. You haven't told me. Book of Revelation. What's up? Oh, you did tell me. Yeah, I told you. Oh, yeah, you did tell me. All right, now I remember. Or did Jen tell you? I forget. She seems <laughs> to tell you everything these days. Whatever. So yeah, paragraph Out three, of the man. blue, bro. Mm. I was sitting there, and I, I kid you not, I was at a conference call, <laughs> going through it all, and on my screen... You're like, that. Jen? I was like, Jen. well, yeah, because it's not like we text off. She responds to you. She doesn't initiate typically with the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
It's usually like, hey, I need this. Mm-hmm. Can you find me this? You asked her for this. No. You said, find me, like I did with your office, find me some old pictures of Jimmy so I can make fun of him. I did, did ask her mm-hmm. for, an, you know what? That might have been like eight months ago I asked for something, like an old photo. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I know. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it was. Okay. All right. But either way, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Right. Oh, nobody cares. It made me so, nobody everyone cares because no, it's fantastic. That's why we're not even going to bother putting it up because nobody cares. I'm putting it up right now. All right. Well, you can't put it up right now. You got We got to crop it because it's got my address on it and everything. So, mm. Apple Pencil, I got it. Okay. I bought it. All right. All right, Joe. So, 16 now, we're finishing it up, yes. uh, and we're going to be looking at what's next, but I'm going to go ahead and read paragraph three. Oh, man. Hold my hand, okay? Ready? As Christ would have us to be certainly persuaded that there shall be a day of judgment, both to deter all men from sin and for the greater consolation of the godly in their adversity, so will have the day unknown to men. Wait, you messed it up. So, I was, I was, I was so, so will, happy for so you. So will he have the day unknown to men that they may shake off all carnal security and be always watchful because they know not at what hour the Lord will come and may ever be prepared to say, Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. All right, good reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a great way to wrap this up, talking about judgment. And again, the 1689, like the Westminster, these are practical, experiential yeah. theological yeah. confessions. They're not just listing out bullet points of doctrine. They're designed to be meditated upon and embraced and experienced. So. All right, well, let's just start at the beginning. Um, we've been talking about this day of judgment. It says, as Christ would have us to be certainly persuaded that there shall be a day of judgment. So we know it's coming. God has been talking about it. Old Testament, mm-hmm. New Testament, has been saying it's going to come both to deter all men from sin and for the greater consolation of the godly in their adversity. So there's two things right away that our eschatology, because that's what it is, our eschatology should be producing in us. Yeah, I mean, just that that idea of deter all men from sin, because knowing knowing that one day you will be held to account for that, knowing one day that even in the previous paragraph that there is no secret sin that's held, you know, withheld from the mm. Lord that he doesn't he doesn't know or that he can't see or that you can hide it from him. Right. right. And, you know, there's a lot of I've heard a lot of pastors and some theologians talk about what it's going to be like, you know, and they they try to imagine. And I've, I've heard, especially back in the day when I was a young Christian, I'd hear these preachers talk about it's like there's going to be a, a movie theater yeah. and it's going to play all of your and like, look, all right, like knock it off with that stuff. We, we don't don't try to guess how it's going to be. We don't know. What we do know is that there is some kind. Like, are you going to know the thoughts I have behind your back? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, for real. Gonna, like, yeah. I don't, I, I think it's less about uh, me knowing and more about the Lord. Uh, well, assessing. he forgave me. He already knew. Yeah. He knew. I, 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 I dealt with him on that. Oh, you dealt with him. Yeah. Oh, you just, you told him what was up. Well, I confessed. Uh, that's some. Uh, I confessed, okay. and then received his grace. Okay. All right. uh, sounds now like I, he took care of it. Now I've I've not confessed to you. Yeah. And I don't really need it. I know, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. No, I think that um, there clearly we are forgiven. We are um, solid with the Lord. Our sins are forgiven. We are righteous in Christ. We have eternal treasures. But there seems to be a sense, a, a sense of, of of recompense that happens at the judgment seat. And I don't know all that that means, but there is there is this sense in which we will stand before the Lord. And even though we may have to give an account, we're still forgiven. We're still yeah, accepted. Yeah, yeah. But it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 10, uh, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. 
right? So it's it's this idea, you know, therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But mm. What we are is known to God. I hope it is known also to your conscience. So this 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 whole idea of it, it the, the last judgment, especially for the believers, and I would say exclusively for the believers, should deter us from sin because only those who have been forgiven and have an assurance of pardon can mm. look forward to the judgment and go, I better, I better manage my my uh my life well and, and flee from sin to honor god who has sacrificed his son and forgiven me so that at the day of judgment i'm not essentially dismissing his grace as if it ain't no big thing no and and but i i love to hear how the confession continues and for the greater consolation of the godly in their adversity right yeah. i mean think, let's look at second thessalonians 1 5 to 7 so i'm just trying to swing from from this uh, this is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering, mm. since indeed God considers it just just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to those who are afflicted as well as to us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. Mighty angels. Mighty angels. So even knowing that that this day of judgment, mm-hmm. while it we I think we focus a lot, right? Like on like um as you said, like be scared, be you know, be fearful. I think fearful is the right word. And there's a healthy sense of fear, but sometimes you hear a holy fear, right? there's a holy fear. Sometimes there's an unholy fear mm-hmm. that that some preachers will will try yeah. to use. We shouldn't be afraid of God. Yeah, afraid of His judgment, but we should fear the Lord. Yeah. And there's also a relief, right? right? And that's just it for the greater consolation of the godly in their adversity. That that this now is over, right? It's like. Well done, good and faithful servant. Right? Yeah. You've ran the race. You've you've struggled through this. You've as as you've uh, uh, been confronted with sin and mm. and 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 pain and suffering and and as you've been afflicted yourself because of injustice. Now you have this relief. Yeah, and you know, we we see this in the book of Revelation, which I just mentioned. This whole idea of God vindicating His people. You've been persecuted. You've been oppressed. You've been lied about. You've been slandered. Mm-hmm. You've been a, you, all of these. Things you've been you've forced to wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, lots of, lots of. I, I don't want to say the words. I don't want to offend anybody. But there's lots of uh, K people out there. We're called K people. Mm. Um, who are? It's weird because the Karens, right? Mm. They're on both I know, sides. I got it, I got they're, it, yeah. they're on both yeah, sides, yeah, but yeah. not of all. Yeah, Steve McCoy wouldn't get it. Steve McCoy wouldn't understand the. Album. So it's like you got you got the Karen type that are anti-mask, and then you got the Karen type that are like mass Nazi. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so like. People are losing their minds over it. So all of this affliction that we experience as believers, not masks, all of these uh, afflictions that we experience as believers, there is a vindication of God's people, a justification, like in the sense of public declaration, where we are shown to be right. David talks about this a lot, like vindicate me, Lord. You know that I'm innocent in this particular situation, so Mm -hmm. I pray that you would preserve me and lift me up above my enemies. And so this is a a, a comfort, a consolation. And that's that's what I find. The, The people that long for heaven who long for the end, who long for the, the, the day of judgment, are those who hate sin, those who suffer uh, pain and death and persecution. But people who are comfortable, yeah, people who uh, you know aren't really feeling much in the way of adversity, they kind of like not, not, not only, yeah, not only feeling, not, maybe not feeling adversity, 
but even feeling the pain of the injustice for their neighbor, mm-hmm. right? Totally, totally. Because really even, really even, even if you're not yourself mm-hmm. being persecuted or right. afflict, afflicted, if the injustice of what's happening to uh, these unborn children that are being murdered, right? right? If the I- injustice that we see uh, uh, around the world and, and against... Uh, um, against individuals is not stirring you up to say, come Lord Jesus. Right. Uh, are you not loving God and seeking mercy and, mm-hmm. and, and doing justice? Right. It's why we need people um, like Stephen Kapalczyk, who runs yeah, the St. Yeah. Charles Institute that brings yep. awareness about the persecuted church. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we need people like that or just Fox's book of martyrs to go back and to read historically what has happened uh, because it, it's, it should stir us up to mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. And even in the midst of those who are persecuted and must mourn, those that God calls to suffer in that way, you typically see them rejoicing in their misery that God is good, that he will vindicate his people. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't come against the church and win. The, the church of Jesus prevails against the very gates of hell or death itself. So I'm with you, man. I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. Something that a lot of us, especially in America, I mean, I know like there, and I, I happen to be one of those guys that believes that our freedoms in America, which are beautiful and wonderful, at least ideologically, mm-hmm. um, eh, I feel like they're, you know, being challenged quite a bit these days. And, uh, but this is such a small thing compared to what Christians are suffering around the world, real suffering. Like, I don't feel like I experienced the, any kind of real persecution uh, for my beliefs, but we should hurt over those that are suffering. Mm. And it should stir us up. So we, yeah, uh, your eschatology matters. This is a part of eschatology. You can't dismiss it. You can't say like, oh, that's just all debatable and nobody really cares. Uh, not according to the Bible. The resurrection matters. Day of judgment matters. Yeah. So will he have the day unknown to men that they may shake off all carnal security mm. and be always watchful? Because they know not at what hour the Lord will come and may ever be prepared to say, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to know? Like, no, you know, we'd screw that up. Well, I guess, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we, we, we're called to shake it off. Yeah. Shake it off. Uh, I don't know how the song goes. You know yeah. it. You, that, 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 you're T-Swift, right? I, I like some Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. Only because I'm a liberal Marxist. Know, You've heard it here the, first, the, guys. That's what people call me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I like I like some teas with her new album that she just released, the surprise album. I don't know what you're talking about. Snooze Fest. My of course my daughter loves it. Mm. It's total snooze fest. But you know what did? You know what is coming out? A new Mastodon album is coming out in September. Oh and, yeah. Uh, they released a track and it is awesome. Oh yes. I, I've been looking forward to that. Get my medal on. Way better. No, no, no. So um here's the thing. We, we don't know when the Lord will return, but there are signs. There, there are things of increased persecution. There are things that are going to happen before that. So there are some people that would argue theologically that it could happen at any moment. It could happen two seconds from now. And then there are other theologians uh, who would argue, well, no, it, it really can't just happen any second. There are certain things that have to fall in place first. And we'll get into that when we talk deeper mm-hmm. about eschatology in the thousand future. Thousand-year war and, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, it's uh, a thousand-year reign. Thousand-year, well, yeah, yeah, no, but there's a war in there. There's a, uh, yeah, there's like, yeah, it's a, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead. Well, in the one world government. The microchips, Microsoft, microchips, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Yeah, um, Russ Moore. The United Nations like, takes like, more control. Whatever, 
whatever you know conspiracy because of course america is the center of god's eschatological plan mm-hmm. um so what we what we can agree on is that we will all be surprised when the lord returns did you say russ moore yeah i threw that in there because <laughs> we were talking about you know george soros mm-hmm. and all these like you know <laughs> tinfoil hat um there's so, dude. There are so I know. many I know. guys out there, and like, it just bothers me. Like Calvinists tilting at windmills, like you know, fighting imaginary demons. It's like, all right, there we do have real fights to be going after, and some of these guys that you're targeting are not a threat to anything. So, but whatever. Um, but we should have uh, an anticipatory mm. relationship to the day of judgment, but it should also ground us in what our hope and our confidence is uh christ and christ alone and um in light of that in light of the day of judgment coming uh, our security being in christ uh we should um be watchful you know waiting eager and i i think for me that means in part um that it not only needs to be a part of my eschatology it needs to be a part of my faith experienced and expressed Mm. do we talk about the day of the lord it seems like the people that really talk about the day of the lord um a lot almost talk about it too much yeah yeah. and and and, and misguided yeah i I would say so but then there are people that i think have some really good theology overall but they never talk about the day of the lord and i think we would fall into that category you know typically yeah yeah you know among among the the calvinist the reformed or whatever um but yeah we we should say come lord jesus come quickly here's the thing you can't you're not going to say that and mean it if you're just super happy with everything that you have here and you're not feeling a frustration with the vanity. So there's that tension, right? There's yeah. that tension of of being in this world but not of the world, right. right? And and not being a part of this world then should be propelling us for wanting something more. Yeah. We want we, we should be propelled to want to have to go back to the way things were intended to be in the garden, mm-hmm. right? Uh with our God. Uh, or I guess Tim Keller would say it would be a city, right? Yeah, he goes, he's wrong. He goes garden to city yeah, kind of a thing. Dumb. Is that what he says? Uh, yeah, that's right. I listen, I like Tim Keller, but that's just let's knock it off. Um <laughs> So yeah, and I think that um, I was gonna, I, I was, I wanted to, I want to talk about this. We're supposed to lean into this. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly, and that doesn't mean that we need to hate everything in this world. It doesn't mean that we have to, you know, forsake all worldly pleasures and and good gifts from the Lord. Yeah. We can enjoy our careers. We can enjoy our family movies, the new Mastodon album, mm. or we can enjoy a good cigar like we are right now. We can uh, enjoy uh, sitting on a yacht and doing cosplay for trailer park boys. And all of a sudden it's on Instagram and people come at us and get all mad. And then we have to go on a radio show and try to explain ourselves. Well, in his defense, he <laughs> was not doing cosplay. He was mimicking the pregnant lady uh, is that what he said? Yeah, yeah. Because so I couldn't if, understand him in that interview. He was slurring a bit. So we're talking about the president of Liberty, mm, our, Falwell Jr. Jerry Falwell, J JFJ, Jiffy, Jiffy J. Um, so there was a picture on Instagram of him uh, standing next to the assistant to his wife, and uh, she's she's a little pregnant, and so you know she has her bathing suit on, so she has these like jean shorts on, but she couldn't button them. Yeah, yeah. she's pregnant. You got yeah, yeah. that's normal. So uh, the president is. Yeah, said that the picture that he put up showed him with his pants unbuttoned, and you could see his, his fupa, belly, yeah. and you could see his. <laughs> I said fupa, mm-hmm. um, and you could see his underpants. Oh, but hold on, that 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 was just a black. That was a prop. That was black water. He's talking about what's in the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, and he took it down because everybody freaked out. It was a little, a little odd. It was an odd photo to put up. And I get, listen, let's just say he wanted to make a joke. Hey, this lady can't button bad her pants. Taste. I can't button my chest. Yeah, you can't do that, dude. No. Listen, you and I have some bad taste. Oh, yeah. Don't put that on Instagram. Don't, we don't put that, yeah, don't, no. don't, don't put that no. stuff on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, and oh. I mean, it was pretty telling his underwear, but yeah, you know, that's, a, yeah, that's another bikini briefs. Those yeah. are, those are like, you know who shouldn't wear bikini briefs? Um, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know where you're going with this. So I guess we'll, we'll figure this out. So th- you can enjoy, mm-hmm. you can enjoy these good gifts, but they just can't be everything. And it's like, I, I talk to church planters all the time. Cause sometimes when they're going out and they're getting ready to plant and they just love their city, they're all about their city. And I say, listen, you got to hate the city too. You gotta love your city and you gotta hate your city because there's there's good and there's evil. Mm. There's there's grace and there's corruption there. Uh, and so you gotta be able to hold that intention. Same with our lives. There's much to rejoice in, much to thank God for, and much to lament. And if you hold those intentions, those two things in tension, then you actually will want Christ to come back to yeah. restore everything. So how do we though, how do we hold those intention, right? It's one thing to say, hey. Hold that intention, mm. you know, but it, it's got to be pretty intentional of the individual, right? Their time in the word, their time in fellowship, mm. their their time in corporate worship and prayer, right? Uh, seeking after uh, and pressing into the will of God, mm-hmm. right? For their lives and, and for the city. It's too, because it's too easy for us to, um, to get starry eyed about this world. The world's a pretty magical place, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 it's pretty amazing in a lot of ways, but. You, we need the lens of scripture. We need these theological truths to help us to see it properly. Otherwise, you know, people talk about wearing rose-colored glasses mm. and uh, it kind of tints everything and makes everything look soft and warm. Um, and it's easy it's, if you live a comfortable life to see the world that way. This is why I'll just, I'll be straight here. This is why a lot of white people um, don't think that there's a racism problem because they don't see it. Mm. They're like, nah, I mean, I just, I've lived here my whole life and among a bunch of white, but I don't see racism. So they're, they're, they'll just conclude racism isn't an issue. It's like, well, you're, you're not seeing the whole world. You're just seeing one little piece of it from your perspective. If you take a step back and get a better perspective of what's actually happened, you realize that racism has always been here and it will always be here until Christ returns. And so we need the lens of scripture and theology to help us to see what is true, what is real. And we need that high def vision mm. of, uh, we need that 4K. Oh, we need that 4K oh. display. No, no, now it's 5K. Are oh, they doing 5K now? Yeah, I ain't got time for that. You know, no 5K for you. No. Brian was just uh, showing me the new camera. Um, so mm, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had to do a use it for the Wednesday night thing, yeah. midweek service or whatever midweek message, and uh, he showed me how to use it. I'm still confused. It's a 4K thing. I could how? use it, but he's got special things to do. Like I could turn it on and record, mm-hmm. but then there's like, oh, you want to hit this and do all this thing. I, gotcha, gotcha. I ain't got time for that. No. You ain't got no. You ain't gonna do it. No. Well, I'm gonna have him show me one more time. Yeah. With me doing it, and then I'll see if I can do it on my own. All right. So yeah, we. I think we need that. I think. I think we have to press in to the world with a theological, biblical grid constantly applied, because especially for those who have been given a lot. We know that the Lord um, expects us to use that stuff wisely, but when you have a lot, it's just easy to become complacent and to only mm. focus on what's right in front of you and what's really good. You know, I love, I, I, I love my kids, my family. You know, my dad is still with us, doing well. Um, you know, I, I, we're a part of a great church. 
you know, uh, it, and I, I, I we're pastoring where we both grew up. Yeah, There's a yeah, lot of yeah. good yep. things going on yep. there. But you got to take a step back and say, like, okay, well, my dad is really suffering an affliction of, of disease. You know, my wife is betraying my trust by sharing, uh, you know, <laughs> driver's license photos with, with my best friend uh, so that he can put it on, on the interwebs. And, uh, and so you got to see. I the, love you, you Jen. You got to see the bad in order to curb us from making too much of the good in this world so that we will long for the world to come. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. <laughs>